Hey guys, welcome to episode two, season two of In the Limelight podcast. Um, I hope that you are feeling okay today. I am very, very excited because I have my best friend here um, that I do a lot of work with and we just have a ton of fun together, Chris Jones, and he is currently making fun of my cat headband. That I love dearly. Yes. <laughs> Before we started, she says, now you know we're really friends because I'm putting on my cat headband. But you do so many things that are older than you. Like, you've, <sighs> you've been a 45-year-old middle-aged woman for the last decade. <laughs> so for you to have on something that looks very much like a 14-year-old's accessory, uh, it gives you some youth. Well, okay, so... I know that other people will hear me out on this, but like normal headbands give me a headache, Mm. which I'm just going to make you wear one one day, like around, so you will experience it, but they like press into your temples and they hurt. So this is just like a headband that you're supposed to wear in the shower, but I wear it all the time because it doesn't hurt my head. Right. And for everyone at home, uh, it looks like kitten ears, it's white and it's blue and if you were a 14 year old girl, you would have this, but when like you know, the cute neighbors around, you wouldn't be dared seen in this because like, oh my God, I can't believe you showed him a photo of me like that. Oh my God. But we're family, so it's okay. I will try to find like the closest thing I can to it online and I will post a link. We can just take a photo right now. Um, okay. People like don't really need to see it, but like whatever you want. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Yeah. I mean, Chris is like, how old are you? I'm 33 at the end of this month. So Chris is almost 33. So P.S. We have to figure out birthday plans. ASAP. Um, And I'm 26. And we always joke that like, I am the mother figure. She is. Um, I'm the momager. Yep. Because I really am like a 45 year old and a 26 year old's body. So and Chris is the fun one. It's a good relationship. When we walk around New York, I pretend like I'm her bodyguard. And uh, and then we get into the meetings, and instantly everyone knows who's in charge, and it's Alex. They'll ask me questions, and I'll just look at her. So I guess for those of you, like, people are like, why would you be in New York in meetings together? Right. Um, I guess we'll backtrack. And so Chris is my best friend, and I feel very lucky about that. But we actually met through work. So Chris is a comedian and a hypnotist, and you might know him because he hypnotized Howie Mandel on America's Got Talent into shaking hands, and he's the host of Double Take on Facebook Watch. He, like, not to brag about you because I love you, but you have been featured on, like, literally every major, like, top five morning show, Windy City Live, Good Day New York, Good Day LA. He's been on BuzzFeed. He's been on New York Post, Page Six. Um, I'm trying to think entertainment tonight. Like he's done everything. He is truly like the most amazing person, but yeah. So I appreciate that. I do things because you help me get those opportunities and I do them because they're fun. I, 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 that sounds really amazing that I've done all these cool things, but I just get to meet people and that is fun for me. So, yeah. And I mean, people are are always like, oh, is it real? Is it real? And it's like, 100% 100% real. Yeah. I promise you hypnosis is real. I can give you so many examples. There's hypnosis for weight loss, quit smoking. But in the sports side, Mike Tyson, he had a hypnotist. 
Uh, Tiger Woods just won the Masters. He saw hypnotists at the age of 13. Um, Michael Jordan was hypnotized by Phil Jackson, his coach. Same thing for Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, the list goes on. So it's totally okay to be like, I'm skeptical. But if you just pull out a smartphone mm-hmm. or use two seconds of an internet searching and Google, is hypnosis real? You'll see peer-reviewed uh, scientists giving you their opinion on hypnosis, what it can and cannot do. So, And that's something, you know, we're just kind of going to like, excuse my French, shoot the shit, yes. as you say. Oh, um, mother, my freaking ears. <laughs> They're burning. <laughs> oh. um, but we are going to chat a little bit about like hypnosis in general and how it works. And most people don't realize um, that it can be a great tool with like pain management, with, um, you know, your mental health and like OCD, as well as Chris got into it because he read a book or heard a doctor speak about hypnobirthing. So being under hypnosis while you're giving birth and then there's no pain. So I think it's just a really interesting topic in Mm -hmm. general. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I've been doing this now professionally. It'll be 10 years in January. I've done all 50 states. And like Alex said, I got to do America's Got Talent. And if you want to check that out, it's still on YouTube. Howie Mandel is a notorious germaphobe, and I hypnotized him, and he shook my hand effortlessly. And then he shook the hands of Howard Stern, Heidi Klum, Melby, and it went viral. And after that, Alex became my manager. She started getting me on media outlets, and then she started managing the career itself. But again, I promise you it's real. And we will talk a little bit about that, but I really want to talk about Alex and our relationship <laughs> and Lyme and and the future. And we'll the get future. back into that because yeah. now that we're talking about it, like it's interesting because Lyme can mani- manifest itself in so many different ways, and like one of them is neurologically, you know, and impacting like not just giving you chronic pain or like nerve pain, but also like o- issues, severe issues with OCD mm. and. Um, you know, all these other anxiety issues and hypnosis could be such a good tool for that. But anyway, I feel like that'll be a longer conversation. So I obviously, so today is day number two of Lyme Disease Awareness Month. It's May 2nd. Um, So we are just going to chat a little bit about Lyme. And I think it's something that like really was not on either of our radar before I got diagnosed with it. Um, So have you, like, did you ever hear of Lyme disease before I talked to you about it? No, I had no idea until you told me you had it, period, end of story. And and then I was like, okay. And I I told you, I was like, tell me more. Educate me. What do you need from me? And I think those are the questions. Yeah. Well, I think, like, generally we are or i feel very lucky um to not only work with you but have you as a friend because you are one of the most understanding people i know and i think like most people's reaction when you tell them that you have lyme disease is oh great like you're gonna be fine Mm. and Mm -hmm. in reality um sorry i just had a thought i wanted to write down that i forgot lime brain is real people um alex she's moving looking for a pen so she won't forget something important (laughs) Chris knows. <laughs> my brain is real. Um, oh my God, what were we talking about? Uh, uh, the, the, I, oh, that you say you say you have Lyme disease, and people are like, I know we've all had this happen with at least like probably twenty five people each. Mm-hmm. Um, 
listeners out there that you're like, oh, I have Lyme disease. And people are like, oh, that's great. You're fine. You're going to be fine. And right. in reality, there's all this shit that comes with it. And I feel like you were one of the few people that, like you said, you were like, okay, good to know. Like, what does that mm-hmm. mean? How mm-hmm. can I help you? Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Right. And like still to this day, every time I see you and I appreciate it so much because not everyone is like this or considerate like that. You're like, how are you? Like, how are you really? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like I have to put on like a facade. Right. And I learned to ask a few questions when I was in high school. I had a fantastic teacher and he gave the hypothetical of you see a friend and you say, how's it going? And he said, oh, my cat died. You shouldn't go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You should say, okay, how does that make you feel? Yeah. And that might sound insensitive, but maybe he's like, oh, no, I hated that cat. Like, I never liked that cat. I was allergic. Yeah. I I try to always ask, okay, how does that make you feel? What can I do to help you? Open-ended questions like that are usually good. And you told me a few things and... Now we're at the point where you know if there's anything going on as a fundraiser or an event and I'm not booked, I will be there. Yeah. Even if I am booked, I'll try my best <laughs> to get out of it. Or I'll send Stacy, my fiance, in my absence. Um, yeah, anything I can do to, to help you or the community. And I've been to a few soirees and I've met a few people and, you know, I don't want to generalize or put them into like a box but there's the whole spectrum of people who have optimism and are realistic and you can see like just a bright in their eyes and uh, at the end of the day they're still (laughs) they're just people you're still Mm -hmm. people but some people are better at asking for help or saying i need something Or or just saying i can do this but i just want you to listen Or they, you know, I mean, some people, sadly, like, just don't have a support system. Right. You know, and I think that's one of the really devastating things that you see in this community. And, like, I get messages about this all the time. And, you know, I love just chatting with people about Mm -hmm. our stories. And But there's some messages that I get and they're like, you know, my parents don't believe me or my fiancé left me. Or, like, Mm. these really gut-wrenching, like, heartbreaking stories and... You know, it's a lack of awareness and a lack of education around Lyme disease that people just think that you're fine. Right. Or, you know, you should take a pill and get better. And it's so much harder than that. So, but yeah, I mean, at, at events like Chris, Chris now has more often than not been to most of the major Global Lyme Alliance um, fundraisers with me. We've done New York together, the New York Gala. We've done the Connecticut Gala together. He's been to, I host a series of events here in Chicago, um, a brunch and conversation and a gala in August that actually now is Global Lime Alliance's second largest um, earner and fundraiser behind the New York gala, which I didn't know. I just found that out two weeks ago. Um, I don't know if this drops. So you've been all over. Yeah, but I will be in attendance at the luncheon on the 9th. Yeah, this will be out in two weeks and so this we're recording first week of may i host um my fundraiser it's a brunch with aaron walker i know i talked a little bit about it in the last episode but that drops or that'll happen may 9th and this will come out 
on the 14th. Oh, darn. I was so. going to say, for the next event, if you have anything you suggest I do, I auction off people mm. listening, let Alex know. She'll let me know. We'll think of something. When we were filming Double Take with Adam or Pod, yeah. I was like, hey, it's Adam, wrong. like, I don't know anything about you, but would you be so kind? And I was like, this is my manager, Alex. She's like, don't bother him. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to bother him. It's okay. <laughs> um, I got, I just purchased these ice skates. Would you please mind? I hope this isn't against the contract or anything like that. Like, just signing them. And he says, oh, yeah, my mom had lime. Yeah. And I don't want to misquote him, but I said, how did you, how does she still have it? It's like, no, it went away. It's the craziest thing. It stopped mm-hmm. after she got pregnant. And I know that, like, some listeners will have some thoughts about that. Um, You know, his mom, I guess the term would be remission for most of us. His mom, thank God, not good, is better. Um, And we are not ones, you know, to, to judge that or, you know to have any thoughts on that um but I think that that's a miracle and that's mm-hmm. amazing for her and I think it's amazing that Adam Rapun number one was so generous to he like sign yeah. something because yeah. you know celebrities aren't always generous no um but number two then all like he actually knew about it which mm-hmm. was amazing because I'd be the celebrity who's like I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> like as an African-American man uh I know about sickle cell and that's about it yeah and you know, well, that's not true. You are literally the most generous kind. I will do something. Conversational person I know. I'll in do the world. something, but I don't know a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what I don't know will fill a warehouse, <laughs> and so I need people like you to teach me. And I was like, oh, okay, hmm. I'm learning. Yeah, but you will. You always offer to help. You are beyond kind and generous with your time, as busy as you are. Well, it upsets um, me when people don't help. No, I, I feel the same way. Well, I think it's, you know, it's funny. I saw a quote a couple of weeks ago and it was, basically it was something to the effect of like, if you are blessed in any way, build a bigger table, build mm. more seats at your table. Nice. Don't yeah. close the door or something. Right. And that's really, that is how I feel. If you're fortunate in any way, you should do everything you can to help others. So that's my opinion. You live it. Um, I do want to ask you though, so Chris and I earlier today went to a Dead Sea we sure did. pool because, you know, I have pots and salt's really good for me. So I dragged Chris with me and he was telling me about a famous runner that has Lyme. Yes. Uh, Yasso Bart, I do believe is his name. Um, the Yasso 800s. I used to run marathons and I ran in college, but... He was big time running. He writes to this day for Runner's World magazine. And he was running in Mount Kilimanjaro doing a race. Before the race, he felt super sick. And he went to the local doctors in Africa and they checked him out. And they said, we don't know what you have, but based on your symptoms, you did not get that here. And he's like, well, I don't know how you can tell me that. Like, you don't know where I was in Africa. I, I could have gotten, he's like, no, no, you didn't get this here. Came back to the United States and they said, yes, whatever you have, you did not get in Africa. You have Lyme disease. How crazy is that? Uh, And do you you know how he was diagnosed? Like, did it take a while or did they figure it out right away? I think it was pretty fast. I mean, he he was a pretty big time person. He's written a few books and people respect him greatly. Um, But yeah, 
I want to reach out to him and, and just let him know that there's this community if he's not already aware of it. Yeah. It would be awesome to have... Actually, you should have the conversation with him on the podcast. I would. We would do a run together. Okay. Remind me. Absolutely. We'll, we'll find a way to reach out. Maybe we can do a video or something. Um, how cool would that be? Yeah. Like, Very briefly, if, if you are a runner out there, the Yasso 800, you can predict your marathon finish time, even if you never ran a marathon, by doing a specific workout. You have to run 10 half-mile repeats. So you run 10... 800 meter repeats and then your overall average time converts to your marathon time so if you do the 800 in uh let's say three minutes flat you're gonna run a three-hour marathon that's insane it is insane i'm like happy to walk around the block (laughs) everyone has their different goals yeah (laughs) right uh well that's really interesting and i i'll link to some information about him um in the info part of this so if anyone's interested they can go look him up and research him because i just find it fascinating that they were like nope you didn't get this here and he was in africa and then they diagnosed him in the u.s i'm gonna have to read some more about that Mm -hmm. but just another hero i guess to have that is doing good for lyme so not a bad thing um is there anything else i guess related to lyme that you want to chat about I'm sure we'll come back to it. Okay. So part of the reason, besides that I love torturing Chris 24-7, that I really, really wanted to have him as my second guest on the podcast is that he is a professional hypnotist. Um, He is hysterically funny, but he is a very gifted hypnotist. And he himself will tell you that like anyone that tries to say they can hypnotize anyone is like completely full of it. Um, because just not everyone, you know, can be hypnotized because of their personality. But I have seen Chris. I have been to countless shows. I have been behind the scenes on literally every single TV appearance, TV show he's ever done. Um, and I have seen some really wild things. Mm-hmm. But I think most people don't realize that hypnosis can be used for a lot of good. Yeah. I mean, one of the first events we had together, I got to be on the Steve Harvey show because of mm-hmm. you. And Steve Harvey's crew took yeah. us to Six Flags. They said there's a guy here who wants to get over his fear of roller coasters. He's afraid of bugs, flying, heights, everything. But we can't show everything on TV. So just get him over his fear of roller coasters. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to work. And they said, well, get it done because we got Six Flags before it even opens. Make it happen. I met him sight on the scene, shook his hand, and then he's on the roller coaster. 30 minutes later, he's on the roller coaster. And to this day, like, he's come to a few shows. We've met his wife. Uh, Pauly is his name. He's one of the coolest guys I've met. He's come to a couple shows. I'm very grateful, and I'm I'm confident we'll be friends forever. Like, after that experience, it's a bond. I know his quality of life is improved because of his actions. Yes, he met me. Yes, I hypnotized him. But he took the step forward of, like, reaching out. Yeah. And uh, you can do some really cool stuff. Um... Mike Strahan hypnotized himself to get over his fear of snakes. Um, Jessica Alba gave birth using hypnobirthing. Oh, I didn't know that. And I'm just using them as celebrities because we've heard of these names before. Yeah. But everyday people can use it as well. Like Alex said, I don't think... Strike that. I know I can't hypnotize everyone. Any hypnotist who says I can hypnotize anyone on the planet is lying. 
I got invited to India. This person said, come to India and domestic violence. I said, I can't do that. I don't speak the dialects there. And he was like, no, no, like we'll pay you. And I was like, no, it's not a matter of money. I don't think it'll work that way. So I can hypnotize 10% of an audience usually for comedy. But someone who walks into my office, I probably would give them like an 80% because they've already made the effort of showing up. If you want to make the change, you can make the change. Yeah. And I, you know, initially when I started kind of writing out our conversation guide, I hadn't even thought of the weight loss and the quit smoking. Um, There's a woman, and I will link to these audios in the info section. There's a woman that shows up to every single one of Chris's Chicago Hmm. shows. She has lost over 100 pounds with um the weight loss hypnosis like it's crazy she always is like i lost 100 pounds and like i I don't know if it's 38 or 48 inches and i'm like that's awesome yeah and he's helped tons of people quit smoking um through his quit smoking audio hypnosis which like i also knew you were an amazing person when i met you because you don't charge for any of that you genuinely just want to help people yeah um Uh, My mom, she passed away. It happens in life, but she had cancer. And I was so angry at cancer, but you can't beat up cancer. So what I will do is beat up a cigarette company. Mm -hmm. So if I had it my way, I would print like on cigarette packages, my quit smoking. Mm -hmm. Because I I want people to have a long life and live a good life and be with people they love. And there's still the anger in me of like, I want to beat up cancer. And like, if you're picking on someone who's marginalized, if it's because you have Lyme or you have sickle cell or... You know, you're just an unfortunate person who got cancer through secondhand smoke. Like, I want justice. So, and I'm not going to get paid off that. Batman (laughs) would not take money for doing the right thing. I'm Batman. And then there was the guy um, at the New York Post who swore. That was cool. He was not going to get hypnotized. Yeah. And of course, he got hypnotized. And he was a lifelong uh, nail biter. Nail biter. And he hasn't done it since. And that was what, October? That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the people who are very skeptical that make good entertainment. Yeah, that's true. And he's like, I don't believe I'm a huge skeptic. <laughs> and then I snapped my fingers and he couldn't pronounce his name for a while. Snap my fingers again. Tell me a bad <laughs> habit that you have that you want to get over. I bite my nails. All right, from now on, if you try to put your fingers towards your nails, it'll taste like your, your least favorite food. What is your least favorite food? And you just go, shit. <laughs> and I said, all right, well, from now on, your fingernails will, will smell like poop. And they do. And they do. Um, it's not cruel, people. If you're thinking it's cruel, or if you think, like me making Howie Mandel no, shake hands is cruel, not. I look at it as you can do whatever your goal is yes. if you're motivated and you put Absolutely. in time. That's the way to look at it, yeah. you know? Um, you're empowering people. You really are. Yeah. I'm looking at, Alex told me we're going to talk about a few things. Like she showed me some bullet <laughs> points and I didn't pay her any mind because I knew we were just going to talk and jazz yeah. The list is in front of us. I see on her list, it's hypnotize India. I didn't even <laughs> notice that. I just had to ring up like, oh, that's good. how I often, no, nope, I wasn't, no, it was just us talking. I was like, well, you know, you guys, Lime Brain is real. And if I am not. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to think of it if it's not like right in front of me. So I just wanted to make sure I had all my points down that I wanted to get. Um, So, yeah, I have hypnotized India on my list because literally the country reached out to him and said, we would like you to come hypnotize everyone. And he was like, I can't do that. Yeah. So 
anyway, yeah, not possible. But I'm also intrigued because I know people and I know people through you that have used hypnosis for mental health, for pain management. Like there was a woman um, terrified of driving, you know, it was impacting oh, her that relationship was cool. with her young daughter. Yeah. There was the woman with the eating disorder that you helped. Yeah. There were the gymnasts that were falling and you helped them get back up. I mean, I know that hip, hypnosis and hypnotherapy are different, mm-hmm. right? You have to have like a certain certification for hypnotherapy. Do you know what that looks like? Some hypnotists are better than others. It's like any career. Even like if you're looking at a lawyer, some are better than others. There's a great website I'll tell you. Uh, it's the National Guild of Hypnotists, www.ngh.net. And it's a listing of every hypnotist in the United States that performs clinical or therapeutic hypnosis. Uh, having said that, there are a lot of people who will call themselves hypnotherapists who weren't certified, who maybe took a weekend course in Vegas. Um, I think a good starting point is if they're, one, insured, and two, mm. if you can pay for their services through an insurance agency. That's a really good tip. I would have never known to ask I that. would go that way. I was like, all right, who who's your insurance provider? And, uh, you know, I have, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Can I see you through them? And if they look at you like they have no idea what you're talking about, say, I should talk to someone else. Okay. Finally, if someone guarantees 100% they can cure you mm. or 100% results, I would be very cautious. I had a hypnotist friend who would tell his clients when they ask, can you guarantee I'll lose weight? Guarantee I'll quit smoking? He's like, I can't guarantee when you leave, you'll find your car. Mm-hmm. Like, that's on you. You have to find your car when you get out of here. Yeah. But I can tell you, if you do these, you'll have a certain level of success. Hmm. So, oh, hi. Sorry, Wrigley, my poodle, just joined our podcast. Really? Um, he's very needy. You're on the air. He loves to protect me and keep me company. But that's what you're hearing right now. That heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me now. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning into a beautiful poodle for my next trick. Um, hypnosis doesn't do that. So, okay, so those are really good tips. Um, what was the accreditation website again that people can look at uh this is the listing of all the hypnotists national guild of hypnotists ngh.net come here bad dog um that's good to know so like for me i have performers insurance but i'm not a certified hypnotherapist i can do it for tv but you also you don't really do i don't no my bread and butter i do college shows honest person um and i don't charge like in the off chance someone you know listens to my video and while they're driving, I yeah. I should be protected because I have those but disclaimers you in there. Put a disclaimer. Don't listen to my voice when you're driving. If you're doing like right now, you're okay. Yeah. If you're driving, like, yeah. on your way to work. Yeah, but... I'm not gonna snap my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that made you alarmed. <laughs> Don't turn it off. Don't mute us. Um, okay, well, those are some good tips. So, my last point of discussion. Before, like, you know, if there's anything else you want to talk about. Oh, my God. Wrigley's butt's in my face. Ah! Um, so, Chris travels pretty over 200 nights a year. Yeah, right? that's real. For shows. He's, a you know, a touring hypnotist comedian. Um, which means that you're kind of alone a lot. And I know that it's different mm-hmm. in the way that, like, 
people with Lyme and chronic illness spend a lot of time alone because we just spend like a lot of time in bed or like on the couch. But I wanted to see if there's anything like podcasts, books, books on tape, TV shows, comedians, like sets, you know, that people can enjoy or watch when they just like have their downtime and they're resting and healing. Yeah, I think I had one of the best days recently because I saw my old buddy from college and his one-year-old daughter. And she'll be two pretty soon, but like, uh, I, you know, I just kept picking her up and put her in the air and we read books and it was one of the best things and she was funny and she was dancing and connecting with an old friend when you can, I think is one of the best feelings without a doubt. I'm lonely on the road. Like I've been in the car and I've literally felt like my car is a prison. (laughs) <laughs> I think about the steel in my car and I'm like, well, I'm stuck on the road driving 400 miles, you know, six hours alone. And then I have to do a show and then I, I feel it. Even I get off stage. I feel great. I'm in my car. I start the car. I've been driving for two minutes and then I'm lonely again. Like you go from the center of attention for 90 minutes. Everyone's saying, you're so great. And then you're in that car and you're two minutes away and you're like, I'm by myself again <clears throat> for the next 12 hours. So that's my way of saying I empathize. It's very different. Like, I'm so happy I'm not in a hospital bed or your, someone's bed stuck. And, uh, but it's hard. Being able to get up, you know, I'll have the I can't get up because I don't want to get up. I'm too tired. But I know if I have to, I could. And I don't have to pace myself like other people. But my suggestions talk to a a super old friend like if you have a smartphone you can facetime someone otherwise conan o'brien is one of my heroes just Mm -hmm. because he's so funny his podcast is uh when i listen to whenever he drops a new episode conan o'brien needs a friend okay because he interviews all these people for a living and then he sat down one day and said i wonder how many of these people are my friends Mm, and so he had jeff goldblum on and it was hysterical and uh, just all these people who he admires, you know, when he's not working. And you have Patton Oswalt, and Patton Oswalt was really true and honest. And he talks about being a comedian, but then also have losing his wife not too long ago, very suddenly. And so I just love when celebrities, specifically comedians, are talking about their mental health and their physical wellness. And... Uh, so, yeah, I listen to a book a week, or I li- read a book a week. Okay. And uh, Conan O'Brien is my go-to. Oh, I love that. Well, I'll have to look at that. Um, and I know, you know, thank God, Knockwood, you are not in pain and you're not sick. And that's, you know, that's not why you're alone. But it's still, like, it sucks to be alone all it the does. time. It does, yeah. Like, it's not, I know it's not a good feeling, Um no, it was it was fine being alone when I was first starting. Yeah, and you know I was getting my show better, and I I get off stage, and I listen to my notes, I listen to the show and take notes, and then I I make an associate of all the 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 jokes I had that were new and good, and like what joke would be better in which position. But now I'm at the point where the the show's pretty good, and uh, I more care about the relationships with people, mm-hmm. and. You know, I get a phone call. Hey, you got this show coming up. We just booked it for him. Like, I'd rather be with friends or family. Like, it's it's not worth. Well, you're in 
engaged too. I'm also engaged now. I mean, you have a significant other, so you want to spend time with that person. Yeah. I don't blame you. It is true. And then while we were talking, I actually thought of another question for you. Um, So Chris and I, obviously, we spend a ton of time together, right? We literally basically lived in LA last year filming a TV show. And it was Chris's first time ever having like his own namesake show, right? Like he was the host of the show. It was a really big deal. Still is a really big deal. But it was his first time like ever having to read a script. Mm. We're talking like a 30 page script. Um, and I just remember like the nerves and the anxiety and when you get nervous or you have anxiety, like how do you get yourself through that? Or like, do you have any tools that you've learned to get yourself through that? Uh, I can now perform with one drink in me. Like we'll, we'll, we'll read lines with, with a drink. Uh, well, yeah, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not advising all of you choose alcohol. To, to sell no, your nerves. That, that is not what we're advising. Uh, especially if you're not 21. But um, <laughs> I think with time, I, I think you you do have to categorize some issues and compartmentalize some things. I knew how to hypnotize. So I said, this will be done. This will get handled when it gets handled. And the lines I'm going to run through with you. Uh, of course, be nice and be polite and be on mm-hmm. time with the crew. Be aware of their time. Because there were times when, like, I was done eating in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But union rules, they get an hour. So I was like, all right, we could film, we could film, we could film. Yeah. But then we used our time productively and we went over the lines again. Yeah. So, I mean, the show almost didn't get put on because I wasn't asking enough of the crew. Yeah. We got a random that phone Chris call. Was, he literally, it was because they didn't think he was interested because he wasn't demanding enough. And, like, if you know Chris, and I hope you pick up on it, like, listening to this podcast, he is literally the nicest person. I don't know about that. Um, but I don't want to trouble people. Yeah. And the production team thought that I wasn't excited to start yeah. filming because <laughs> I didn't, you know, need Fiji water and I didn't need green M&Ms. And they're like, well, how much time do you need? I was like, I don't know, like, 20 minutes? I'm like, what about an hour? It's like, no, nah, if we do an hour, like, I'll be nervous. Just give me 20 minutes. We wound up having to, I literally just thought about like what Chris eats and stuff like around me and what he likes. And uh, I just like wound up sending this giant list of things then that he like needed. Yeah. <laughs> he needs grilled chicken salads. Yeah. And he's going to need almonds and bottled water. And but you, it, you it worked drink out. It, right? it worked you out. Diet Coke. Or yep. Diet, diet Coke. Okay. Oh, it was so great. People were like, Chris, do you need that Diet Coke now? I was like, that yeah. was like his one vice. And then they're like, giving me like four diet cokes. Yeah, and then they're like, well, yeah, the sugar is is fake, but it, it works. And then they're like, get him a straw. I was like, I don't need a straw. <laughs> You're gonna mess up his chapstick. The good days. Yeah, the good days. <sighs> the good old days. Eating off I a mean, silver our platter. days aren't bad now. But, not bad. Like... <laughs> but those diet cokes. Those diet I just cokes. snapped my fingers, and there was an intern. I can get a case of diet coke for you if you want. I'll put it under the desk. And then you can snap your fingers. and You'll have to get it yourself. But. That's fine. <laughs> I'll snap my fingers. <laughs> so we had a good day. We had a self bath. Yeah, we did. We Not went. every guy has a female manager who is his best man at his wedding <laughs> who he can take a salt bath with. Well, let's... And it's just cool. <laughs> so it's a place in Chicago called Air. And they have seven different, like they're pools. They're yeah. not baths. 
Okay, bathtub, they're pools. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it is a bath, but it's pool size. And you go, and they all have, like, different, like, mineral, salt, vitamin, heat, cool, like, some kind of benefit. So I dragged Chris with me today. Mm-hmm. And it was actually, like, I would go back. Oh, I feel fantastic. Yeah, we'll definitely go back. So... Anyway, all right. Is there anything else you want to chat about? Would you recommend the bath to anyone else listening who has Lyme? Yeah. Like in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, in two seconds. It was so good. I mean, with Lyme, there's, like, so many things that you do for your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like cupping, lymphatic drainage, IVs, shots, like, going and sitting in a salt bath for 90 minutes. Like, I can handle that. That's easy. Yeah. I I felt 2%, maybe 5% bad because you have the pick line. It's yeah. called a pick line? Yeah, it is. So it's she's fine, keeping though. her arm out of the bath, and there's a waterfall in the back, and you, <laughs> you can swim under a thing, and then you get to the waterfall, and it's cool. And I was like, hey, we, we walk out, and you're like, I'm not going to get out of the tub to walk. I was like, come on, come on. So. It was like a big pool, and then you, like, swam under a wall outside to a waterfall. Yeah. But that's okay. I told Chris it's just an excuse to go back when I get my pick line out. Yes. Right? Yes. Alex is all about excuses that are so, positive. Yes. I'm all for it. All for it. But, okay. Well, this thanks is, for uh, chatting with episode me. episode number two, season two. Yep. Yeah, it is. I'm sure Chris will be back, so. I'll be back when I'm married, guys and gals. This is goodbye, guys. but not forever. Nope. This is uh, Master Chris Jones. Soon I'll be Mr. Chris Jones. Mr. You're already Mr. Chris Jones. I'm going right. to sign out. I'm going to say my catchphrase. It's dream big dreams. Oh, I, I forgot. I love that. Dream big dreams, y'all. All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to In the Limelight. Um, we will have lots of more episodes uploaded about every two weeks. So I think, yep, today, May 14th, um, the next one will be up about june 1st i'm not exactly sure who that will be yet but i will give us some suggestions yeah yeah you're out there who should alex talk to i am always open any suggestions you can comment them send them to me on instagram ali tumoresco i'll link that below and if you have any more suggestions for ways that chris can get involved in the lime community or do anything um chris is at one word chris jones and i will link that below we've already been brainstorming about hopefully hosting a fundraiser in west hollywood and we'll see what happens so i hope that you guys continue to feel well or start to feel better i'm sending healing energy to everyone and i will see you in a few weeks bye